0: you listening to Life Church Podcast with Pastor Bill Carpenter. Okay, we're going to read our scripture here, and then Pastor Bill's going to come and preach to us. We're going to be in the book of Hebrews today, chapter 3, verses 12 and 13, where we read, "'Take care, brothers, lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart, leading you to fall away from the living God.' But exhort one another every day, as long as it is called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. This is God's word. Thank you, Pastor. Um, I realized that there was a lot going on today, and I know that I can preach a long time, all of you know that. You can smile. You can nod your head. It's okay. I'm not offended at all, okay? Um, so I'm going to try to preach to you today a message on relationships, um, and I'm going to try to stay well in our time. So uh, I'm going to move along here today, okay? Uh, so you just, you just kind of bear with me here, but I wanted to bring this scripture to you today. I have been talking to you the last couple of Sundays challenging you, laying out some really tough challenges for us that we would live as a friend to sinners, that we would live a life where we would develop acquaintances around us whereby we are touching their lives in some unique ways with the intent that we are, out of love, going to share the gospel with them. These will be genuine, honest relationships um, and that we would look to them as opportunities to share with them because we have God's heart and we know that God's heart is that none should perish and so we want to reach into these people's lives and touch them in some way with the gospel. And that is a very challenging thing for us to do because it does move us out of the four walls. It moves us far away from things that are very comfortable for us, and so we have to do this simply because this is what Jesus did, and he is our model, and the love of God should compel all of us to do that. Well, the love of God should also compel us to live uniquely in ways in these four walls that demonstrate this powerful sovereignty of God. That his desire is for all of us to be in relationship with one another. And so, this is a very important value in life, church. And that's what I want to talk to you for a few minutes here this morning, all right? We hold the value of relationships inside of Life Church. And we believe that they are extremely important. And we want to be intentional to take very practical kind of steps to develop an atmosphere uh, or a culture, if you will, where very personal, very deepening, very supportive, very faith building relationships are happening all around us. And these kinds of relationships, I believe, are the expressions of our value and our passion that we put on the supremacy of God's love. God's love is so great that He gave His Son to die for us that He could have relationship with us. And out of that love, He sent His Son to die on the cross. Out of that love, He raised His Son from the dead. Out of that love, he brought his son home to sit at his right hand that he might be praying, interceding for you and I. And so it's this love that should drive us to be in relationship with one another. And what I want to do this morning for a few minutes is, is to just talk a little bit about these relationships and maybe a little bit about the biblical foundation for them and encourage you and I to be a part of this. Just as I challenged you and encouraged you that you would be a friend to sinners, that you would make acquaintances with sinners, I'm challenging you and encouraging you that now you also realize that you need to go deeper with one another and that you and I need to build these relationships with each other. And and, and let me begin with a clarification here, all right? We've devoted a lot of time in the last couple of years to the theme of discipleship. All right. We've encouraged you to get in a D group. We've encouraged you to be a part of a small group with others. All right. And today is is not just sort of like a a repetition of that theme. All right. That that. Pieces in the mix here, but I want you to understand that I'm talking about going deeper whether you're in a D group or not. I'm talking about going deeper whether you've been making disciples or not. The key word here is relationships, and we're talking about now relationships in the context of this room. Those of you who are sitting here with one another, and in in particular, relationships that express God's love for us that we are expressing and conveying God's love for us as we love one another in relationships, all right? I'm talking about generous, unselfish, sacrificial love relationships that we have with one another. Now, you can show someone love without having much of a relationship. That is absolutely possible. The best example in Scripture is the Good Samaritan in Luke 10 alright? Love was shown to this wounded Jewish man, but he didn't even know the guy who was showing the love, didn't even know this man at all. And he even gave money for this man to be taken care of when he was gone. So he paid someone else to continue to take care of this man. And this is an act of love, but there was not a relationship that was happening there between these two. So Even if you're not in deep relationships, you still can show love. You can express love. But God's desire is that you and I go deeper, I believe. God's intent is that you and I understand that we are a precarious people in the sense that we are living in a broken world. And this world is filled with sin and the assaults of the evil one. We are in a war zone, if you will. And so we need each other. The intent of God is that you and I are loving one another in such a way that we are building protection around each other as the body of Christ. And so what I'm talking about to you today, it it really is about relationships, but a certain kind of relationship that we believe God is calling us to in the church that goes beyond a lot of the superficial kinds of things that we might find ourselves most comfortable with as we are trying to connect with one another. In other words, I'm giving you an invitation today to do life together as a community, not just a general call to love someone in some way where you give a gracious act or perform a gracious act to someone else and then move on as if there is nothing else to be done. It's a call to love, love one another and to do it through relationship and here's the thing folks people are starving for relationships of love they're not starving necessarily for relationships there's the unfortunate thing is there's a lot of relationships going on out there that are ungodly but the drive or the desire is to be loved and the reality is that you and I have been loved at that level that we understand that only until you know God's love can you truly be fulfilled But you and I cannot sit back with what we know and not reach into each other's lives and love one another at that level. There are some people who don't like to have relationships. They're scared of relationships and they want to keep people at a distance. And I understand that as well. But what we're saying is that we not only should, but we really can improve in nurturing one another and creating this atmosphere or this culture where relationships are highly valued. And by that, I mean that a part of your thought process on any given day is how do I intentionally relate to someone else in the body of Christ and in particular in my own church family? In other words, what can I do? It's not, a, it's not an issue of waiting, but it's saying, how can I intentionally reach into someone else's life and make a deeper connection with them? And so I'm going to use about four words here this morning that I think that they speak to how we highly value relationships in Life Church, and how this value of relationship fits into the context of our mission. And, and that is to go and make disciples. And I want to talk about that with you and break that down in each one of them real quickly here. The first phrase that I used at the beginning to describe relationship as it should be in the church is personal. We need to be intentional in personal relationships. Personal means not just functional. All right? You can have a functional relationship with someone because they are maybe your, your doctor or, or your lawyer or your plumber or your employer or your teammate or, or your teacher or whatever. And, and you can do that without that relationship being personal. It never gets personal. It just sort of stays professional, if you will. All right, Let me just give you some examples from my own life here. Okay, um, For example, um, Dr. Olson, sitting in the back over there, is a cardiologist, all right? I have been in his office. I ran on a treadmill, and we did this stuff to give me a baseline so he could know if I was healthy or not, you know? Um, he, I talk to him because I run marathons, and I know that he doesn't really agree with me running marathons, all right? Uh, he doesn't see that as a very healthy, smart thing for me to do, you know. But I, and I know that, and so I go to him, and it's like, you know, and I, I ask him questions occasionally, and he, you know, at one time brought information to me, you know, as to why I probably shouldn't run marathons. Um, so we have this relationship, and it gets much more personal than that. We raised our kids together. We went on vacation together. We went deep, and we, we prayed together. And, and Barb and I have shared... Uh, battles and struggles and difficulties in our lives with Paul and Anne. And we shared with them when we had a grandchild, and now we get to share with them because they just had a grandchild. But, But what I want you to understand is that together we have gone deeper as couples, and we've been able to speak into each other's lives, and that's been a powerful thing. And so it didn't just stay professional. Jeannie Omlin is a great interior designer. Every time we've done something in the church, it's been because Jeannie has access to amazing things to make things look great. And she has an unbelievable gift and eye. We've even asked her to do things in our, own, in our home. On a professional level, she has done things for us and for the church. But Barb and I have prayed with Jeannie, and we've cried our hearts out over our own children. And we've loved each other through difficult times in our lives because we're in relationship with one another. And we've, we value that depth. And we've understood that, that no matter where we go out here somewhere, we all, God reigns us back in together and there together. We can do more than we could do alone. And so that's, that's important that we understand that. All right, So we're living that out. Andrew Carmody is in, is in this congregation, a part of this Family and, and Andrew and I have a professional ministry relationship. By that, I mean that Andrew is the area director of Sioux Falls Young Life. All right, that's his profession, that's his calling, but also his profession. All right, that's what he is doing in life for God. I happen to be the, the committee chair uh, of the committee that gives oversight to Andrew's ministry. He and Chris both their ministry here in Sioux Falls and so I have a professional level with him but here's what I want you to understand that professional level was not the starting place for Andrew and I there were many times of getting together and sharing our hearts and praying together and loving one another that brought us to that place that Andrew took the risk if you will to ask me to come on board with him and be a part of the the committee what are you saying Pastor Bill I'm saying that you and I cannot stay at this level where our professions are. Not in here. Not in this place. We have to go deeper. We have to live at a place where we connect on a much deeper level than just professional. All right? And so we need to to understand this. The, The best example I can give you is David and I. And we've been together in ministry for 15 years. We share a small office together. And there are pastors in this city who will tell us, and they would tell you if you talk to them, those two guys are an anomaly. First of all, pastors just don't stay together 15 years. That just doesn't happen. Pastors move on, and they they shift, and they change. But we made a commitment to God to Life Church, all right? And we've determined to stay here, and we've determined to do this ministry together. Now, when David started, he was in a much different place than he is now. So was I. You know, so we've grown and, and, and we've, we've honed each other and we've challenged each other along the way. Folks, he's challenged me way more than I've challenged him, <laughs> just to set the record straight. All right? But I brought him on, believing that that was what God wanted for life church. And I agreed to mentor him and, and to love him and to be in his life. And one of the things I said to him early on is, if you come on life Church and you be on staff with me, I'll tell you, this is one thing I will do. I promise you, I will not let you fall. I will be there for you. And so we've had this relationship for a long, long time. And I remember a, a youth pastor. David was, was a youth path, pastor at the time. And a youth pastor, I was at another church for an event, and he said, I want to show you my office. And he was the God that I had been in his life at a very particular difficult time. It was a terrible, traumatic time in his life. And God put me in his life at, at that moment. And, and his father was absent from his life at that time. And, um, and I, was, I, I cared for him. And he said, can, can you come in my office? So we had a relationship. And it had gotten kind of personal. And he said, this is my office. And I'm like, great. You know. And I'm like, why am I here? You know, In my head, I'm like, why am I here? And, and he kept like, Saying stuff, but I knew there was something else. And finally, I just looked at him and I said, So, what's going on? And he said, Can I ask you a question? And I go, Yeah. He goes, You and your youth pastor, like, you support him. You are, you're in his life. Like, you care about him. He goes, Like, you share an office with him. He goes, I'm, this is my office. He goes, look how far it is from the senior pastor's office, and look how far it is from the sanctuary. He was in the back, back corner of the building. And he said, I would give anything to have the kind of relationship that you and David have. And I didn't know what to tell him other than, you know what? We're trying really hard to be very intentional. But that was the unique thing is that God put us together. And yeah, we are we're trying to be professional, I just saw some amazing looks in this congregation. (laughs) There are professional pastors out there, and they stay professional. That's the way they live their lives. They're always professional, and everything they do is professional, and every decision they make is professional. And they tend to let that carry over into the culture of the church, and so the churches become professional churches. You'll never get that here. We're not professionals. We will be as professional as we can be and as we need to be with you. But at the end of the day, we are relational. And we will be pastors who will love you and care about you and be in your life. And that is where we are, all right? That is where we live. So, so. We've got to be personal with one another. We've got to get in there with one another. Jesus had this concentric circle kind of thing going on in his life, and and, um, he became increasingly intimate within every circle. There was the 72 that was talked about uh, in Luke 10, verse 1, and notice that he sent them out, though, but not as one or alone. He sent them out two by two, like they had to have some relationship with each other, all right? And then there were the 12, and he chose them to be with him throughout his entire life ministry. Look at Mark chapter 3. It says that he chose these disciples and that they lived with him and that they did ministry together and he gave them the authority to do the ministry uh, all around him. All right. And so there were those 12. All right. Um, And then there was Peter, James, and John, all right? And he took them onto the Mount of Transfiguration. He took all three of them into the house when he raised the little girl from the dead. And he took them into the seclusion of the Garden of Gethsemane, the deepest, darkest battle of his life. Those three were special and important. Oh, and then there was John, who on four occasions, himself saying that he was the one that Jesus loved. The most. I think he was maybe right. There was that special, unique relationship where he laid his head on the shoulder of Jesus and it was unique. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying to you and I today that there are levels of relationship in the church, and I'm not asking you to be everybody's best friend. I'm not asking you to try to love everybody in the church on that deeper level, but I believe that there are places where you can get personal, and you can move in, and you can take the initiative, and you can be intentional, and you can love other people deeply and personally in the body of Christ, and I believe Jesus is calling us to do that. I believe that Jesus wants us to do that. Now, for those of you who need the quiet time and the quiet place and you're a little bit more uh, introverted than extroverted, yes, Jesus did go out into the quiet place. I'm, I read your mind right now, okay? He did, but he did not stay there. He did not stay there. And regardless of how you are wired as an individual, God is big enough to help you To step into intentional relationships with other people and to grow in them and to be a blessing to others around you. You and I need to be intentional, but we also need to be prayerful and ask God, who are those individuals and at what level and what depth do I need to be in relationship with them? And here's what you got to do, folks. You and I have got to be mature enough to know that if someone else isn't going to be at the level that we want them to be, we've got to be okay with that. All right? We've got to be okay with whatever level can develop. Don't worry about what it might be or what it might not be. Just be intentional. Just go as far as you can go with people and enjoy one another at the level that God gives you to be in relationship with one another. All right? Not everybody can be best friends with the associate pastor. I know he probably has more friends than anyone else in Life Church. Okay? But not all of us can be his best friend. All right. God didn't intend for that. God didn't intend for everyone to be your best friend. And as a disclaimer, the friends you have on Facebook do not count. <laughs> I do not care how many pokes, hearts, emojis, or whatever you get in a given day. It does not count. That is not deepening relationships. All right. That is about as superficial as you can stay. Get off of there and take some time to be intentional with others. The second thing I want to bring to you real quick here is deepening relationships, and I'll get to the others next Sunday, okay? The second word I want to describe relationships with is deepening, and I didn't say deep relationship. I said deepening relationship, and the reason I say that is because relationships are always in process. They are not static, and they take time, and they don't happen overnight, and so what I'm asking you today to do today doesn't happen tomorrow, all right? First of all, I think you need to go home and pray for a while, maybe even fast and pray. God, who are the people that you are intending for me to be intentional with? If you're in a D group, those people are ne- definitely a part of your list, okay? If you're not in a D group, that might be one of the first orders of priority is that you get in a D group, And here's the thing. The people that you would choose to be intentional and go deep with may not be the people that God would choose for you. Jesus chose the disciples. The disciples didn't choose each other. Tax collectors didn't normally hang out with fishermen. But Jesus called them both. And he called them into a ministry that had tremendous depth where they would lean on each other, depend on each other for their very lives. And ultimately in the end, give their lives up together for the call of the gospel. And that is where we're going, folks. We are dying to ourselves that Christ may live through us. And that is where relationships need to go. You and I need to give and be intentional about it. Amen? Let me ask you a question. I'm going to pray for you in just a moment. And then we're going to have a moment of silence. The worship team gets ready to lead us in a song in closing. Where are you? What kind of relationships do you have? When's the last time you cared enough about someone in this room to sacrifice something of your own desirability so that you could do something for that person? When's the last time you declared in your own soul to yourself, man, I love that person? When's the last time you celebrated someone in life, church, for who they are and what they give without wondering what's in it for me? And when is the last time? that you gave yourself to someone simply because God said do it and you trusted him for the outcome completely and you walked in obedience to his direction. Let's pray. God, you are here and you are among us. And, Holy Spirit, you are walking these aisles in some manner, tapping the hearts of the men and women of Life Church. And your intent and purpose is not to judge us or condemn us, but it really is to open our hearts to one another, to flourish, to go deep in relationship. I ask you, Father, that you would help us today to answer these questions honestly. Show us our heart. And then would you just baptize us fresh in the power of the Holy Spirit with boldness and courage and generosity and sacrifice and faith and trust that we may be able to do what you are asking us to do. Father, unite this church in unity of relationships and harmony of your Spirit in such a way that those relationships evidence the powerful love of the Father into this world. May we be living epistles walking out a community of deep, abiding relationship with one another. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Take just a moment, think and listen, what is the Holy Spirit laying on your heart right now?